What I thought we could do for a couple of minutes, and it's always a little scary when you do the open mic thing, but um, I just want to give an opportunity, if anybody's got a memory or a story from this, this past year that you would like to share, and I kind of put Don on the spot, because um, in, in a lot of ways, Don was one of our first connections here, and there was just a really cool story. So Don, do you mind coming up and helping me out? And there's no pressure. If y'all are too nervous to come up, it's fine. But if there's a fun story or moment, you're on it. Let me turn this on for you. <laughs> Don's like, get out of the way. All right, so, go for it, Don. So Tell our story. anyway, we, uh, Jerger and I, Jerger is Chris, uh, Jerger and I were big devotees of Chuck Missler. And we found out that Chuck Missler was gonna be at this church in Franklin, Grace Chapel, and this was several years ago. We mm -hmm. went to see him for a weekend, it was awesome. But we also, at the same time, started going, participating at Grace Chapel as much as we could. We live here, obviously, and it's in Franklin, but our daughter is, goes to a school in Nashville, so we found ourselves there pretty often. And anytime we were in Nashville, we would go to Grace Chapel, and we'd, I'd always be coming home saying, oh. I mean, we had a, we had, we've been to great churches here in Knoxville, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there was something about Grace Chapel that we just, I mean, I just felt so connected there. I was like, oh. And Jerger was like, this is great. It's the perfect blend between you and me because you're real Baptist-y and they're kind of Bapticostally. And so anyway, so I always said, let's move to Franklin, but we never could. So to fast forward, um, in November of 2015, I took my daughter, Alex, to a women's conference at, at Grace Chapel that I found out was going on. So I was like, let's go to that. And we went to it and we spent the weekend there. It was awesome. And that Sunday, Alex and I went to church, and we were sitting there, and I was again wishing, oh gosh, I wish we had this church in Knoxville. And I'm just sitting there praying, saying, Lord, I really like my church, but oh, this is so awesome. And all of a sudden, the pastor gets up, and he starts to speak, and he said, and we have this really great announcement to make. We are going, we want to formally tell you all that we are planning a church in Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> and I went, what? It was amazing. Are you kidding me? I was like, Alex, did you hear that? <laughs> so immediately I went up, you know, as soon as I was like, I got to talk to those people. I got to find out who they are. Yeah, I mean, we so. met like 30 seconds <laughs> after service was over. It was yeah, so great. I was like, I've got to figure out who they are. And I ran up there and yeah. I, I met Amy and Jake and I said, you know, if you're in Knoxville, we can help you find yeah. a place to live, come to our house, we'll feed you, do whatever. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they ended up coming and we were at their very first yeah. meeting in, was it September? Of the following year? So, no, no, it was like March. No. Oh. We'll tell that story next. Anyway, <laughs> it was very exciting. A lot of time it, has passed, yeah. you know, a lot's happened. I'm old. Yeah. Uh, we're the old people pretty much in the church, obviously. <laughs> but anyway, so that's how we came to be here. And we just, you know, continue to pray how the Lord's going to use us and why, you know, I was there at that minute and we found yeah. out about this. And yeah. so we know that there's something to that. And Amen. the Lord's in it. Yeah, we believe that for sure. Thank you so much for sharing, Don. Yeah, and I have to tell you, as much as, as I know Dawn's sharing how that was an answer to her prayer being in that service, it was really encouraging when you're, when you're kind of like, okay, Lord, I think we're supposed to go do this crazy thing and leave this home we've lived in for 15 years and go to a new place. And to have that happen on the Sunday we're announcing it, for somebody in the audience, like, I've been praying for Grace Chapel to come to Knoxville. It was a huge encouragement to us and just kind of a sign of like, this is what we're supposed to do. Um, so that was really super encouraging. Um, so that was in November of 2015. And then we all thought it would be a really great idea if we listed our houses between Thanksgiving and Christmas, 
because that's just the perfect time of year, you know, to sell your homes. And so um, I don't know how much of the story to get into, but Rob and Sarah didn't even list their house. So I think Sarah like posted on Instagram, maybe some pictures about getting ready to move or something. A blog about. Yeah. And so they get a phone call without even listing their house of somebody interested that wanted to buy it. It was amazing. You guys sold your pad two weeks. Two weeks. I think our, price. yeah, above asking price. I think we had our place listed maybe three weeks, four weeks, something like that. We all sold our houses like that. It was just incredible to watch how God lined that up. And when you think about three families figuring out how to move somewhere, we honestly thought it was going to take us like six months to get settled. We didn't think we would start services until the summer. And so, you know, we thought there was a good chance Rob and Sarah wouldn't make it out to like April, May. We didn't know. June. We just weren't sure. And so we just thought, we'll get there. We'll get settled. You know, hopefully we'll start meeting people. Maybe we'll have a Bible study or something. We don't know. And within six weeks of each other, we moved here. Amy and I were here by like late January of last year. So we're right, we're right up almost on a year. About two to three weeks after that, who was next? These guys were next. Yeah, so y'all were two or three weeks after us, maybe a month after us, and then the Richmonds were like a week or two after that. Yeah, it was amazing. So by the end of February, we were all here. Um, and then what Don was talking about, we, we just, because we were all here so much quicker than we thought, and we had started to meet people. I mean, Grant and Christina, do we want to tell the little story of how we connected with you guys? I don't, do you want to come up real quick? Y'all willing to? Yeah, come on up. We had been going to a church in Knoxville that we really enjoyed. We really liked it, but we, it was so big. We weren't connected. We weren't involved. If he was working one day, like one Sunday morning, like I wouldn't go by myself because I didn't know anyone. And so I had like just without saying anything to you really, I had just been like praying about like, Lord provide for us a way to connect, to, um, to be involved somewhere, whether it's at this church or somewhere else. And so I just prayed about that and prayed and prayed and prayed. And then. <laughs> it happened. Perfect segue. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, and here we are. Now she, uh, we, we kind of both been feeling the same way. Like, we don't feel like we belong somewhere. Like, we like the church. We don't feel like we can plug in. It was kind of church. If we didn't go, no one knew we weren't there, you know, which we didn't want that. We wanted to have people we connect with throughout the week. And so, I mean, I, I was just on Facebook one day just scrolling news. I don't use Facebook. I think there's a lot of bogus stuff that goes on there. But I was just literally scrolling my news feed, and uh, I came across somebody I went to high school with because I went to Franklin High School and uh, came across their post. And they, they literally said, anyone over any good churches in Knoxville? That's all it was. And somebody commented on it. It was like three people. And one of them was our church we were already going to. Somebody commented. And then somebody else put Grace Chapel from Franklin starting a branch over there. I was like, what's Grace Chapel? <laughs> I was like, like, I honestly, I'd heard the name living in Franklin, but I just, I, I never really, I'd never gone there and whatnot. So I was like, I literally took that and just put it in Google. Like, Grace Chapel, Knoxville. And stumbled upon your website. And I was like, oh. Okay, so they're from Franklin. They're sending a team over here and didn't know much about it. And then I think from there, I was like, let's let's explore this. Let's just see what it is. And because uh, I knew it'd probably be a little smaller, we can get connected. And so I just emailed Jake. I was like, hi, I'm a police officer in Knoxville. Uh, I lived here for what six years or whatever, or grew up in Franklin or whatever, and whatever it was. And uh, oh, no, I remember what it was. It didn't say grew up in Franklin. It said oh, I yeah. lived in Franklin for 20 years. <laughs> so we literally, Amy and I laughed about this. They were coming over to our house for dinner, and I'm telling Amy, I'm like, they could be in their 20s, they could be in their 50s, I have no idea. He lived in Franklin for 20 years, they've been here six years, police officer, school teacher, like we had no idea who was gonna come to our door, it was so That 20 fun. years includes like yeah. birth till now, so you know, yeah. it's like. Yeah. 
didn't really mention that, but yeah. So I just I told her one night I was like, hey, we're going to this guy's house for dinner. It's like, okay. But it felt it felt right. Like it was like I just I feel like it's the right thing to do. I feel like these are good people. I just got that feeling. Never having met anybody, and uh, went to the house and we just we were in love, you know. And I remember that night he was like, so yeah, the kids are kind of crazy and either running around, and I was like, that's my favorite part. Like, yeah. just seeing the kids run around, have a good time. I like, see the family atmosphere. You know, Amy makes really good chili. Like, it was just, it was all of it. And then from there, I think we came that next Sunday. You know, you invited, it was like a Thursday it night. It was we right came before Sunday. that Sunday, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. And we met Alex. We met, I remember Alex, too. Like, the first time I was like, I've got to be, I've got to branch out. And he played guitar. And the first thing I said to him, I walked in, I was like, you're good at playing guitar. <laughs> I was like, how do you start a conversation with a guy you don't know? So, so like, it just kind of went yeah. from there, and we've been here ever since. It's awesome. So. It's awesome. Thank you guys for sharing. Definitely Love y'all. Yeah. Well, y'all have been an answer to our prayers, too. Uh, you know, I feel like everybody in their own unique way, it's a leap of faith, right? Like, going into a new place, you don't know people, we don't know people. Um, and it was just incredible watching the random but not random ways that the Lord would put folks in our path. And just super encouraging. Rachel, I'm not going to make you talk, but uh, I worked with Rachel's aunt, aunt, Holly, for years. She served in the youth ministry with me. And so we just connected through her. I guess Holly mentioned it to you or something that we were here. And I just, for me, I thought one of the bravest things that's happened at our church was when Rachel showed up at our doorstep on a Sunday morning by herself, people she had never met, and like came in and kept coming back. And that just always spoke a lot to me. And um, you're one of the bravest people I know. I just thought that was the coolest thing. So anyways, it, it was just exciting all year long to watch people just kind of cross paths. We'd meet each other. Dale, I feel like you were kind of a guy that sort of had, was aware of Grace Chapel back in Franklin as well, right? And yeah, it was at the darker cloud there through my ex-in-law. That's right. I still remain connected with some of them. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but you found us, and I'm grateful for that connection. And were you at the first meeting in our house as well? I thought you were. Yeah, so. I like your chairs. They were really nice. Really? There you go. Everything else was Well, we hook people with the chairs, yeah. So we gathered in our living room. We said, hey, man, there's, I don't know, 10, 15 of us now. Why don't we start getting together on Sunday mornings? We're here faster than we thought. And so we just began to meet in our living room. You guys saw the video. And did that for a few months. And along the way, Alex and I were just praying and looking for places and kind of applied here at the school to see if we could use this space. We get a, a great deal financially, and they've been really kind to us to be here. Occasionally, you know, we have things like radon testing happening on a Sunday morning that we find out when we walk in. So I'm pretty sure it won't do anything to us. No, it'll just let us know if this is the nuclear Right, right. So we'll get the word soon if we're sitting on like some sort of cancerous place. I don't know. But um, no, but there's fun things like that just kind of remind you we're in somebody else's space. They've opened their doors to us. We're super grateful for that. So anyways, it's been an exciting year. Um, those are just some little snippets of how we got here. We started meeting in here in June and kind of been here ever since. The Lord directed us to the cafeteria one Sunday because we couldn't use the gym. We thought the gym would be our sanctuary and it was for couple of months, I think. Um, and then we realized what a great space this was in here with the light and everything. So tons of cool, unique things like that have gone on. Um, there's lots of stories. I would encourage you guys talk to each other about each other's stories. I feel like I know a lot of them because I've connected with most of you, if not all of you personally. But tell each other those things. It's encouraging. You know, the scripture tells us 
that we're saved by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I know that's speaking about our ultimate salvation, but I think there is something powerful that happens when we're willing to exchange the stories of what Jesus is doing and how he uniquely brings us together. So anyway, super great for you guys. I, I'm looking around the room. I feel like I tell everybody's story. There's tons of cool connections of how people end up here in Knoxville and how we met. Um, so please feel like you're all included in that. But I want to I get into sharing some things going forward. So one more thing for last year. I don't want any of this to feel too businessy, but we do want to be very just transparent and upfront with you guys. So I want to share with you a little bit about finances from last year. So um, there's some money that our, that our church has kind of committed to supporting and giving for about a three-year period to help us get off the ground. And so they're doing that, and we're super grateful for it. Um, but in terms of actual tithes, offerings, money that was given by individuals, um, this blew me away. I don't know if this will seem big to you guys. This seems huge to me. People gave $144,000 to our church last year. Isn't that amazing? Like, I'm blown away by that. Unbelievable. Now, 75% of that is people back in Franklin that just believe in what God's doing, that are sowing seeds into something they may never fully participate in. I mean, they may never come and live here, um, but they're just going, hey, we love you guys. We believe in the vision of what we're doing. And so we're, we're supporting. So 75% of that number came from folks who aren't here. Some of them you've probably met where they've come and visited on occasion, but people are just praying for us all the time. And I, I want y'all to know that even beyond, the, the financial thing is a picture of the heart that's there, but there are people that are praying constantly for this body of believers and for our church and for folks in this community. And they're helping support that. And then you guys, people here, we've given the other 25% of that, which that's a pretty amazing number as well. And so super grateful um, for people coming in and being all in. And, um, and so that's kind of the finances. To give you a little snippet of where we're at, um, half of that money is in the bank right now. We were, we were, we were very um, careful and cautious and disciplined with our finances last year. And so there's like 75 grand in the bank right now. Um, helping us roll into this year. And so we're, we're trying to do some wise things in terms of having reserves so we can meet needs and plan for the future. Um, but we also um, have, a, have an intention to be very generous with our resources and help. And so I want to share a little bit of that with you. Um, first of all, in the last year, um, the primary portion of our budget that we spent, it went towards the initial setup. There were a lot of purchases to make for the things happening in this room, the trailer, the things in the gym that make the kids' area special, and then just administrative costs. Um, and then our ongoing building costs of paying rent and stuff here. So a lot of the finances went towards that. Um, we've given away, last year we already gave away 10% of what we spent. We gave away $7,000 in benevolence meeting needs here in the body and in the community. Um, and that does not include money that we used just to, just to bless the school. We spent um, money on their landscaping, and that's something we're gonna continue to do. We did a thank you lunch for them, um, and then there's ongoing things of that nature that we've done. Um, and then going into this year, we're gonna continue to take the resources we've been given, and we have a heart um, you know, I, I don't know that a church is supposed to tithe necessarily. I think individuals are, but we feel like God knew what he was talking about when he said, hey, give me 10%. And so I want you guys to know we are going to be giving 10% of what comes in out to missions 
to organizations that are not us to, to bless and serve and support other people. And so we're going to give to foreign missions. We're going to give to local missions. We've spent several months kind of compiling a list of places we sort of believe in. And so we're going to, we're going to take 10% of what came in last year and give that away. So what I want you guys to know is we want you to be aware of what's happening with that. So what we're going to start doing is on Sacrament Sundays um, at the end of the month when we do communion together, at some point in the service, we'll highlight one of those ministries, tell you a little bit about them, what they do, so that you're aware of what we're giving towards and supporting. Um, and so that's something that's coming up as we go forward. Um, also, um, the end of the year money doesn't fully capture everything we're doing for the Gatlinburg wildfire relief. So there's additional funds that are going to be going towards that. Um, in fact, can I ask you all to pray for something for me? So there's a family we felt really drawn to, a really unique story, a couple that's in need. Um, and we kind of tracked them down through the Knoxville News Sentinel, and they're trying to help us get connected with them. And I've been having a little trouble, and they've been having a little trouble getting a hold of this couple. And so if that's, if that's the spot, if that's the people we're supposed to bless, let's just pray that that door opens up, that we can make that connection. And if it's not, that the Lord would redirect us where to go. But we really wanted to be intentional to find a specific family that we could bless and impact. And so I think we have one. Um, we're just trying to make that final connection with them. So please pray for that. And then we'll keep you in the loop and tell that story when it's completed. So there's kind of a snapshot. Rob, Alex, does that feel like about kind of what we talked about covering there? Okay, so y'all good? Y'all hanging with me through the details? I know this isn't like our normal thing. So, all right, going into this year. So if last year was about launching, this year in my heart, it's about refining what we do here, and then it's about deploying people, and it's about growing. And so I want to talk a little bit about refining, deploying, and growing, and what that's going to look like for us. Um, so first of all, um, let me turn my notes here. In the refining process, what that is going to look like is things like us fine-tuning, set up, and tear down. That might seem like a simple thing, but Alex and I have been exploring better mobile devices that stuff can store in and we can just wheel in one big box and then unpack it in the space and repack it and just kind of better utilize that setup time. I know it's a strain and a burden on people to come out and we just want that process to flow as smoothly as possible. Um, same thing in the kids area. We're refining that and we're also making plans to help grow that. We got a lot of young kids in our church. As small as we are, we still have a bunch of kids. Part of that's my fault because I have six. Um, but we got a lot of young kids, and so we want to make space for that to grow. And so we're just going to be looking at refining our processes. We're going to do some stuff with the website this year and kind of get that updated and refined. And, and so there's some things we're going to do. But also, I just want to encourage you guys. You know, I mentioned deploying people, but that starts by being equipped. And so our plan this year as well is through Bible studies, through life groups, through some intentional training to really equip each of us to step into who God's made us to be, to be able to make an impact where he puts us, to be able to touch people's lives. And so that's going to kind of be a part of the refining process. Um, and so that's, that's some things that fit into that category. And then in terms of deploying and growing, um, what I want to communicate to you, first of all, is some activities or events that you can kind of expect to see this year. Um, first of all, I'm really excited about this one. We're going to take our very first mission trip as a church this summer. So what we're going to do in mid to late July is do about a five-day trip to the Dominican Republic. Um, I've almost got the dates lined up. We're actually waiting for a specific purpose. 
Um, the ministry down there that you guys have heard me talk about, Josiah's house, it's a boy's home that gets boys off the streets, puts them into a Christian home, gives them an education, um, and really teaches them how to be young men of God. We're going to go there. Well, they're about to celebrate their five-year anniversary. And so they're going to have a huge celebration. It's in July. And so we've committed to going and being kind of the hands and feet to do all the setup for that, to serve during the event, and to help clean up afterwards. And then we'll get a little bit of time with the boys there as well to kind of meet them and, and just catch a vision for what's happening there. Um, that will definitely be a ministry we support as a church. So plan on July. Um, it looks like the dates are roughly in the July, like 21st through 26th range is what we're looking at. I should know within a week or so, and we'll lock that in and start talking to you guys so we can begin planning and preparing for that. So I think we're going to have room to take about 10 or 12 people. So be praying about that. If that's something that you feel called to do, um, lean into the Lord and see if he's maybe directing you to do that. And we'll talk more about the details of that going forward. But that's coming up. Um, all right. Um, next, some things I want to kind of communicate to you guys. Men and women, we're going to do a couple of retreats this year. Ladies, yours is in the fall. I think we're still waiting to hear back on some dates, but it's going to be in the October, November range. Guys, ours is this spring and we have dates. So right now, if there's any wives in the room, go ahead and write this down for your husband. Start doing the elbow nudge. Um, we want to take you guys with us to this. It's, it's going to be in the Franklin area at a camp kind of out in Franklin called Deer Run Camp. And we're going to spend a Friday evening and a Saturday there and come back by dinner time on, on Saturday. So it's about 24 hours. It's April 21st and 22nd. April 21st and 22nd. We'll caravan out there together, participate in this great event. Come on back. It'll be a great weekend. You do not want to miss it. So mark your calendars for that. Um, we're going to do a few church family gatherings outside of, of this space, outside of these walls. One of the things we're going to do is what we're calling our summer kickoff. Are you guys familiar with the Cove Park just down the road? Um, we've done one or two things there. We did Easter sunrise service there. We will do that again as well this year. But on, on Sunday, May 21st, this would be another calendar thing to note. On Sunday, May 21st, we're going to do a big summer kickoff out there, have a great time, grill some food, and we're going to do baptisms in the river. Really excited about that. So you can even begin thinking about that now. If that's something that you have a desire to do, let us know. If you want to talk more about it, understand what baptism is, we'll, we'll teach you on that. Um, but I think we've got a couple people already interested. So we're going to do baptisms Sunday, May 21st. Um, also, parents, if you've got kids... Um, we can help walk you through when to make that decision with them. We very much, at, at this church, we believe in it being a conscious decision, the purpose being the person being baptized has made, where they've, they've decided I've committed my life to Jesus, I understand what that means, and I'm making a choice to say I want to be baptized and declare to the world I belong to him. So we'll talk more about that if you guys have questions, but really excited about that service. Um, and I just mentioned it in passing. We'll have some special services this year, including our Easter sunrise service by the river. So there's just a snapshot of a few things that we're going to do. We'll be doing some outreaches to the local community as well. You'll hear more about that going forward. So action steps, practical action steps to deploy and to grow. There's some things I want you guys to hear just from my heart in terms of growth this year. Um, Number one, when I talk about growth, I don't just mean numbers of people. But I do mean numbers of people. We want to make a difference in our community. We want to impact people. 
And we want to do that in a very intentional way. We want to do it through relationship. We want to do it through relationship. So we don't want to just put on a big show and try to draw people in. We believe that people need Jesus. And so I want to encourage you guys to think about what, what does it mean for us to help spread news to folks that this is a place where they can come, they can meet Jesus, they'll be loved, they'll be welcomed. We do desire to grow in numbers in order to impact our community. But even more than that, growth is about personal growth and maturity and our church body growing. And so our heart, our desire is to help equip you all to grow this year. How do we grow in our own relationship with Jesus? How do I learn to pass that on to others? Um, we, we had a message on the Holy Spirit last Sunday. We will talk this year about how to discover the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given you. How has he formed you and made you? How do you operate just the way he's designed you to operate so that this church can benefit, so your people in your life can grow? Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that. And then finally, we want to grow in terms of our church home. So I don't know what that's going to mean, but I know that there's two things that make a house a home. One is the physical place, the structure. You have a place to come and to gather. I, I remember very vividly walking through the home we purchased here. And we're walking through and, you know, part of you, you see it, right? You're looking at the house. There's the walls. There's where the kitchen is. Okay, I see kind of how the bedrooms are laid out. There's the living room area. And you see it. But when you walk into a house that you might be purchasing or renting or whatever, what is it that you're really picturing when you're in there? You're, you're picturing your life. Where's my couch going to go? Where am I going to sit and hang out? What rooms, my kids be, what will I do with that wall over there? That's especially something my wife thinks about. I don't think about that part quite as much, right? But it's, it's the life that you bring into the home that turns a house into a home. And so here's what I want to encourage all of us with. And I, I think this is a big place of prayer for us. Um, we are believing for a home. It may be this school for a while still. And if it is, we're going to do everything that we can um, with our time and with our resources to make it as welcoming and as inviting as it can be. We're also going to keep our eyes and ears open to, to a place locally that could be a more permanent home for us, whether it's something we rent or purchase or whatever. We're going to keep our eyes open for that. And so y'all can be praying with us along those lines. But I also know this. If you're here, you know, some, some of you guys might still be kind of new and checking us out, but if you're here and you're committed, you're a part of making this place home. We get to make this a place where people feel welcomed, loved, invited. We, we come and we love each other and see our friends, but we've got an eye open for other people to welcome them in. And so I just want to invite all of you, and, and I think you guys already do a really good job of this. This isn't like we're not doing that. But I just really want to encourage you guys to take ownership of feeling like I get to contribute to what it feels like in this place. I get to come and be present and love on people. And that's going to make all the difference. And so when I talk about um, growing, those are the things I picture. Yes, I'd love to see more numbers. Not because, man, wouldn't it be great to have a whole bunch of people, but those are folks that we can impact for God's kingdom and they can meet Jesus. I desire to grow in my own walk with Jesus. I want to help and encourage you guys to do the same. And then finally, I want to help contribute to making a space where people feel loved and welcome and at home. I want to talk to you about three things that relate to how we contribute to the body, and then we're going to wrap this up. You guys doing good? You tracking with me? Um, 
So I, I hate like meeting type things. So I'm like, y'all good? Are we good? Okay. Three things that contribute to this. These are just kind of easy to remember. Um, you'll hear me bring these types of things up once or twice a year at least. But there's three ways that we can participate. It's with our time, it's with our talent, and it's with our treasure. Time, talent, and treasure. So what do I mean by time? Well, I think there's a couple things that fall in that category. One is just coming, participating. You know, there's this unique thing that happens where the culture in this room gets created by the people that are present. And so just by committing to faithfully kind of being around and being a part, um, we, we commit our time in that way. Um, we engage, so we're loving on people and connecting with them as they come in the doors. That's the way that we commit our time. One of the ways that we commit our time, though, is serving. And I gotta tell you, there are things that I never imagined that were gonna be a part of planting a church. <laughs> Alex is laughing already. Some of the random things we have spent our time on during the week where I'm like, this is so outside of my skill set and what I'm good at, and it's stretching me. Um, but there's a component of serving that's doing the things that aren't the fun things to do. There are folks who come every morning, many of you faithfully serve and come out to help us set up before service to tear down afterwards, that makes a huge impact. That's part of what contributes to making the space. Our kids area, I just have to say, like that is a real area where we could use people that are willing to serve. Our kids area primarily is maintained by my wife, by Jesse, and by Sarah Richmond. They are the primary folks serving in there week in and week out. And I love coming into this space and worshiping and being poured into our kids need that exact same kind of care and attention. It's not babysitting. It is teaching them about Jesus. It's loving on them. And so I want to encourage you guys, the, the two primary ways that we could use help serving is in set up and tear down and in our kids' ministry. And those might be places that stretch us a little bit. I would love to roll up and just be thinking about what I'm going to preach and people I get to love on but I gotta roll up my sleeves and get, and get to work. And so I wanna invite you guys to consider really stepping into serving. Um, some of you are already doing that, so don't hear me saying like you're not. That's not it at all. But I just know this, for the next wave of people that comes, this group of people will have to help support that. Six folks moved out here and did a lot of stuff behind the scenes to help make a space for everybody that's here, and now we get to do that for the next wave that's coming. Does that make sense? So it's gonna take a little bit of a time commitment. So consider what that might look like for you. Um, secondly, talent. This is just as important. What are things in your heart that light you up, that are important to you? Um, gifts and passions that you have, even ways that God's wired you where you love to serve in a certain way. Communicate that stuff to us. Or if you don't know, let's lean in and ask, Lord God, how have you wired me? What's my unique skill set that I bring to the table that can contribute? There's a really beautiful intersection that happens where the needs of the church are met by the way people are gifted and enjoy serving. That's beautiful. I, I, I'm looking forward to the day when our kids ministry is filled with people who just love it. That's, that's what put them on the planet. They love ministering to kids. I'm looking forward to the day when every bit of administrative, logistical stuff is just being filled by the people that love logistical stuff and love working with their hands. And so let's start getting there by, by tapping into 
What am I passionate about? How has God gifted me? Share those things, and then let's contribute to the body in that way. So time, talent, and then treasure. Scripture says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The bottom line is if, if we believe in it and we benefit from it, let's give towards it. You, know, you guys have heard the phrase buying in. There's a reason it's called buying in. I'm invested. I believe in something. And so I would just encourage you guys. I don't, I can say this with a super clean conscience. I do not know who gives what. We have set it up that way intentionally. I want to be free of that knowledge and information. I'm not looking at the, around the room going, that person gives, that person doesn't. Listen, it is between you and the Lord. I just know the, the benefit and reward in my life of giving and tithing and feeling like I'm a part of something that God is doing. I also recognize the truth is by giving, I'm acknowledging something that already exists. Everything I have comes from him. And it is a practical discipline to highlight that in my life. God, everything I have is yours. I'm giving this to you. And then I get to share it and watch what he does in his kingdom with the resources that come in. And so I want to encourage you guys, consider giving if that's something that you're not doing. Be prayerful about how the Lord may stretch you in that, that way this year. And I, I know it's beneficial in your own life. I know it's beneficial in the life of the church. And so time, talent, and treasure, that's ways that we, that we can contribute.